the Red Room Theater, best movies of the decade. Then you're left in the dust, unless I stuck by you. You're a sunflower, I think your love will be too much. Or you'll be left in the dust, unless I stuck by you. You're a sunflower. Welcome to the Red Room Theater. We watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Lanise. Antonio Marino. And every few weeks, look at one of the movies, hope raise us up. Or that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today, we talk about our favorite movies of the decade. It's been a decade. Uh, dude, I'm 40. Uh, dude, you ain't 40, dumbass. I'm ass. turning 40 this 2020. I'm turning 40. You're 39. I'm in turning like two 40 months. in 2020. Yeah, at the end of 2020. <laughs> Listen, You're this decade, stupid. what happened this decade? We had two very controversial. We had two all beef patties, supposed to sauce, <laughs> a lot of cheese, and a sesame seed bun for uh, too many times. Oh, someone bin Laden got killed this decade. Damn. It's true. It happened, remember? We went from Obama to Trump. I mean, it's been a crazy decade, dude. <sighs> had some tsunamis, some hurricanes. Baby's mommies. Lots of stuff happened. But movie-wise... We tend to be 90s guys, but we watch a lot of movies. So we look back for the whole yeah. decade. So what movies we watch this decade that just we here's and here's our criteria. These are not the best. Just what we we enjoyed the most. We watched it, we love watching it, we watch it all the time. These are movies that we enjoy. Every one of these movies on this list, I have seen at least four or five times this decade. So I'll begin us off, dude. My number, like I'm gonna go from we're both going from five to one. Okay. My number five movie of the decade, surprisingly. Is Edge of Tomorrow. Remember where we watched it? Where? Where did we watch that? Come on. I don't know. Me and you, Plaztex, Pleasanton, Texas. We saw this in Texas? We watched it at the Plaztex. That's awesome. It was awesome. This movie. We just went to go see a movie. That's crazy. We saw it down there. They were there. That's awesome. It was amazing. Um, this movie is Tom Cruise. It's a science fiction movie. And listen, one of the worst names ever. Edge of Tomorrow? It was when we were there for Grandma's 75th. Right. Yeah, we went and seen it. What a movie the this original was. comic was called All You Need Is Kill. It's Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, who's bad at the bone. And dude, Bill Paxton's the man in this. He's amazing. He reminds me of Joe Harmon, my buddy Jared's dad. It's the mustache. <laughs> dude, and also he's an ex-Marine. But Steakin, this movie is like Groundhog Day, but for like science, it's, it's Groundhog Day for military, for war. And man, this movie, I, I watch it all the time. Whenever I'm kind of bored or doing homework or doing some work that requires not a lot of power or mental stimuli, I put it on the background because... Tom Cruise starts with the movie. He's a cowardly, snivelish punk. He's not a hero. Oh, yeah, he's a buster. Dude, and watching him become a hero is a really fun journey. Just the movie's well done across the board. They take the Groundhog Day formula and make it new and awesome. Loved this movie. Have seen it at least 10 times this decade. Cruise, I know he's a crazy Scientologist, but I love him. He can act, dude. That boy can and act. And I can't believe it. That boy good. I'm going to watch... Top Gun Maverick. Why would you not? Because Top Gun the original is kind of cheese. It's awesome. Don't watch it now, <laughs> but it was awesome. I remember it being awesome. It, dude, it, it's cheese. It's all right. A lot of them are. Okay. Where do you go? Yo, go. You all right. F- I'm going. Staying in my favorite genre. Horror. Back in 2012, me and my good friend Tommy Youngquist went to the movies on a Sunday. It was dark. Probably a rainy day. A little movie called Sinister. 
I remember this you calling movie, me. I remember you calling me after this movie was over. This movie was so scary that there was a time, a point in the movie when I looked at Tommy to get the because me and Tommy like to go see scary movies. We, we used to go see scary movies together. And I turned to it was it's one of those things where you turn to say, "Man, isn't this nuts?" I turned to look at him, and he's got his eyes closed and his ears plugged. <laughs> And I slap him on his leg. I said, what are you doing? He's like, bro, I can't even handle the music. <laughs> like, he was just so scared, dude. It legit. I mean, the opening sequence is so unbelievable. Now, have you seen it sent? Have you seen it? You watched oh, it? yeah. And it still holds it's, up. It's, dude, just do not ever watch part two because it sucks so bad. But Sinister is legit creep McGee, bro. It is so scary, dude. Nice. It's, all, it's home video horror, dude. It's Ooh. Crazy. My next remember four movie of the decade, big surprise. What a good one. Came out in 2018. It's Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Let me tell you something right now. I saw this trailer, I'm like, what is this? It looked weird. I'm like, that was 18, huh? 2018. I thought it looked the cartoon? Weird. Yes. What an amazing movie this was. I go to see it. And I couldn't believe like I went saw it alone with some, maybe, I don't know who I saw it with, but then I'm like. Angie and the kid. You no, know, me, me and Nesta went on a date to see it together. And we brought Angie and Lee the next day to go see with us. He was so it. good. He, yeah, he, Listen, I'm going to tell you Did he I, keep looking at you in shock? We, the music, first of all, the music was all urban Little and Little awesome. Nesta can sing Post Malone. <laughs> yes, he can. My son, on, when I was a kid, you know who my Spider-Man was? Peter Parker. And he's a great Spider-Man. I love Peter Parker. But my son, who's half Mexican, he... Has as his Spider Man Miles Morales, who's a half Puerto Rican, half black superhero, and that has given my he has on his wall right now Miles Morales, half black, half Puerto Rican, and Miguel, Spider Man 2099, who's a Mexican. And his two favorite Spider Men are minorities, and it, it just him having those kind of heroes that are like that are it just it's a big deal. And not only that, it was so good. I can't believe how good it was. We watched it. The, the, the twist got you, I can't dude. Believe, dude it the did. twist it really got did. you big, it dude. It was a good one, man. The, the animation was awesome. The music was awesome. The action was awesome. Surprise stars were awesome. Dude, Nicolas Cage out of nowhere. He was fantastic, Nick dude. Cage's voice was so good. He was great. And, dude, John Milani played, um, uh, he's an SNL writer, played Spider-Ham. He killed it. He was so funny. Oh, that was him? Yeah, that's John Mulaney. The Mulaney. Mulaney. Which one is he? Um, Mulaney is an SNL. He has a Netflix um, comedy special. He's Spider-Ham. He's a little cartoon guy. He's so funny. Haley Stanfield played um, Spider-Gwen. And my daughter loves Spider-Gwen. Which one's Haley Stanfield? Um, True Grit, the new one. I hear oh, you're a man second, with True the Grit. The second best one? <laughs> Yeah. Dude, that was almost on my list for best of the decade. Really? It, it's a great Western. It's a great it Western. Really Jeff Bridges was so good in it, dude. What's her name? Haley what? Steinfield. Stein, Steinfield. But, um, so I love Spider-Man and the Spider-Merse. I've seen it legitimately 20 times. It does not get old. It's that good. Tony? It's, it's fantastic. Okay, mine? Stay in the horror. Stay in the <laughs> Hey, that, that scary. That's what did he say? Like... He goes, that's some crazy backward devil language. Yeah. <laughs> I think I opened up a portal when I was cooking this cake. <laughs> opened up a portal to hell when I was cooking this cake. <laughs> that's the most random. Dude, it's so... We're going to give a shout out to Eddie Murphy for his comeback. His, dude, this year, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> oh, listen, my if God. There's, 
the comeback of the year was Eddie Murphy by far. And it literally happened this, this last the last of the month year. of the, the 20, his SNL. Is his, 2020 is his year. Oh, yeah, watch, it's going to be baby. crazy. I'm telling you right now, his SNL hosting ability was <laughs> unreal how good it was. <laughs> the North Pole sketch was so We're just crazy. But we're sticking with horror. I'm going to go with another movie that paved the way for a lot of awesome movies. James Wan is a great director. Patrick Wilson is a f- not the drummer from Weezer, Patrick Wilson, but <laughs> now is a stable for horror movies because he was in Insidious and Conjuring's. Now, is Insidious before or after Conjuring? Uh, it's before. I think and it's part of the Conjuring universe or not part of the Conjuring? No, no, it's the same, no. um, I think same production company. I think. Okay, but not part of the same universe as no. Conjuring. Okay. Um, Insidious was part one. That movie was so scary. I remember me, Henry, and Jesus went to go see it. You guys are nuts. Henry had no idea what we were going to see. It freaked him out, dude. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was. It, it's just it's it's a great story. Um, you know what? I'm gonna say 2010 was a great decade for horror movies. It really was because Conjuring's 13. I mean, there was some really like for a while it was like it was cheap slash, but there were some yeah. actually really creative good horror movies this year. Or this decade. Insidious as a series is fantastic. There's comic relief. The reason Insidious was so good was because there's two ghost hunters that come with the psychic that are hilarious. They're I dorks. Love it. They're I love nerds. It. They're in every one. They're fantastic. Insidious is a, it'll scare the crap out of you. It'll make you laugh. It's a good movie. It's, it's, oh, it's awesome. Love it. My number, uh, my, number, my number three for the decade is from 2015, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, here's the thing. As a Star Wars fan... I lived through the prequels, and those prequels almost killed my love for the franchise. Like, literally. Killed everybody's love for the franchise. And not only that, but because Lucas was toying around with the original trilogy, changing things in the movies. Like, if you watch him now, there's this weird thing where Han Solo, like, moves his head to dodge Greedo shooting him. In the original trilogy, as a kid watching it, when they meet in Mos Eisley, Han kills him. He shoots him. They sit down to meet, and Greedo's going to take him to Jabba the Hutt. And Han just shoots him dead because he's a he's a he's a rogue. He's a scoundrel. Nice. They need to make him like less bad, so they make Greedo shoot first. I'm like, this sucks. And they put Jabba randomly in, in. They put Jabba and Boba Fett randomly in the first movie, and like just show him he's standing there. Like I'm like, stop changing these. Like, so the original trilogy got touched and it got all these fingerprints on it. Gross. The, the, the prequels were real bad. They're boring. They're poorly made. There's Jar Jar. Jar Jar. What a Gross. bad character. The, digi- the digital stuff doesn't hold up. They literally, I watched New Hope recently, and when Obi-Wan tells Luke about the Clone Wars and his father, Anakin, that one-minute explanation is better than those three movies. It's better than those three movies. Wow. But then The Force Awakens comes out by J.J. Abrams, who can make a movie. Abrams JJ's, can make a movie. Good. And the movie is far from perfect. The movie is, there's so many beats from A New Hope, it's crazy. But you know what? It felt like Star Wars. It felt like Star Wars. My son likes them, he likes Seven more than the original trilogy. What? He loves Kylo Ren. When Kylo loses his crap, dude, and he gets a pepper tantrum, remember, he starts just bashing that, Nesto thinks this, he's like, oh, man, he's mad. Like, he gets, he likes Kylo a lot, dude. That's funny. Um, So... Watching that movie, I remember being in the theater and just feeling a kid again. And that feeling's hard to capture. That just that joy, that just that that he loves Kylo Ren. Huh? He That's digs Kylo Ren. Um, that joy, that just 
unbridled, uncritical joy is hard to get when you just give yourself to a movie. And I gave myself wholly to Force Awakens. And to this day, I watch it and I just smile and it feels like home. It just feels like home, man. What do you got? Okay. I, can't, I didn't know, Tony. Listen, let me tell you something. You told me I didn't know how you much something. you loved it. When you see a movie in the theater more than once, it means you pay top dollar to see this thing. Yep. One movie that sticks out is The Blair Witch Project because I had to see people's reaction to it. It was just so nothing like it had ever happened. So this Western comes out. I don't know much about it, but I know it's got Mogwai from West Duty, who's an incredible actor. He was in Heat. He's great. Um, he is like an Indian chief in a Civil War era Western. Christian Bale's a soldier. Do you remember Empire Records? Yes. Do you remember the guy who went to Vegas and blew all the money? Yes. That guy is his partner. and He's, he's got to be older now. Oh, yeah. He's never had a better role. I mean, he's a guy who is at the end of his military career, and he's, his health, his eyesight and stuff is, is declining, and they take his guns from him. And he's broken, and he's been Christian Bale's right-hand man. They give him a mission to take, and you got to remember, these guys hate Indians. They they're, call they're the cavalry. They call them hostiles. The, there's literally missions of them just going and killing hostiles. Yep. They get put on a they get put on a mission to take a chief and his family to the place where they are from, so that he can die there. And it's they he, they don't want to do it, but they they have to order. Yeah. And there's just a scene where he gives his right-hand man his guns back because he's going on this mission. He looks at him, and he's just like, put them on. He puts his, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. The adventure that happens with these Indians and these, these military guys, it, it's just, and the things that happen in between, it touches on history of the, how brutal the Indians were, but then it shows you how brutal the American, you know, American people were to the Indians. Oh, we're awful. Dude. It, it's, it's just, I seen it three times in the theater. I got. I didn't. I've seen it three times. I didn't know you loved it so much. I took a girl on a date to see this movie, and she talked the entire movie. What are you talking about? And it was the last date we ever had. She talked the whole movie. What are you? I I literally just want to look at her and be like, all these questions would be answered if you shut up and paid attention to the movie. (laughs) Listen, and get your hand out my pocket. <laughs> it was it, the movie is so unbelievable. It's it's one of my favorite westerns of all time. It was crazy. This is directed by Scott Cooper, who made a movie you also love this decade, Out of the Furnace. That was that was in my top ten, but I only got five. But you know what's crazy? Crazy Heart is Crazy Heart's awesome too. Also, I forgot about that. It's Jeff Bridges as a drunk, broke down country singer with Robert Duvall in it. Um, and oh, Robert Duvall. Did you watch Crazy Heart? Yes. How incredible was crazy? That scene up? out in the boat in the lake broke my stinking heart, dude. No, you did him wrong. But you called, you apologize. Now he's doing wrong. <laughs> now, no. you, now, now you're right. You're doing right. Now he's doing wrong. You're like, whoa, Chris. I was like, ooh. And then he's like, and then he starts singing to him. Now, now listen to this next part. And then he starts singing to him. I'm like, dude, he's like, dude. Crazy heart. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hostels. Check it out, dude. Okay. My next movie. My, so this is number so five. Four, three. This is this is my hold on. You done messed it Five, up. 
four, three, two. Yeah, okay, that's right. This is my number two is the movie Creed okay, yep. by Ryan Coogler. Now, listen, when I heard Creed was coming out, now listen, Balboa against All Out was a good movie. I love Balboa, the last Rocky incredible. film. And I thought, it's over. You can't go anywhere from here. They put the bow on it. Because they tried Rocky as a coach in Rocky V. Kind of sucked. Worst of the whole, worst of the franchise. They put out Creed. I'm like, uh, I would see it. I'm like, uh, what is this movie going to be? Ryan Coogler's a real director who has his pulse on really black America. Now, I'm not black, obviously. <laughs> we are not black. But we grew up in an African-American neighborhood as kids. We grew up in a very poor part of Flint. Flint is poor white, poor black, poor Mexican. All of us in the same area, just growing up together. And I go to see this movie. It's uh, starring Michael Jordan. It's uh, Tessa Thompson. Well, Michael B. Jordan. Tessa Thompson. Stallone. Has uh, uh, Felicia Rashad. Miss Huxtable? Miss Huxtable. Incredible. She's incredible. This movie... She no, looks ama- amazing. Wow. She does not age. Wow, she looks good. It's crazy. This movie. Now I love because I love Rocky. If I had put my top three Rocky films of all time, it might be Rocky One, Creed, and then Balboa. Creed I'm talking gibberish. Creed, watching this young man with no father. Just trying First to find his all, way in the world. Did you notice when he's got the mouth guard in, he makes the same face as Apollo made? It's, dude, the, he transformed into Carl Weathers. It's, it's crazy. Wow. It's, he does the same little smile thing with the, with the same yep. white mouth guard. Dude, it's crazy. And he's trying. Dude, I remember just holding back the tears when he's fighting that last fight. And still, Stone's like, it's got to be over. And he's like, no, I got to prove. I'm not an accident. And I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I felt it in me just like, because if you have been left, there's this thing in you that wants to prove that you are, you're worth it. And that, that capturing that feeling, and it, it, it's a feeling I, 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 it, this movie, I loved it. It, Rocky was poor, but it was a poor white world. Seeing the poor inner city world that was more like what I grew up in, I was grateful for it. And Creed is a movie I can watch and just love. And you know what? Tony had his bottom five had Creed 2. Creed 2, it it's good. It hit me, dude. To to sympathize with the Russian side. Dude, it, to show you Creed 2 make Rocky made Rocky 4 a better movie. It, listen. How could that happen? It, it really did because there's a scene where his son doesn't understand. Why they threw his dad away? Why nobody has respect for him? And he looked at his son. He said, "Because I lost, so therefore I am nothing." And you're like, "Oh my gosh!" The scene where the Russian and Rocky meet in the in the restaurant. It was the pictures of me. Oh my gosh! Holy crap! Creed two was. At the end, when they're in the ring and those two are looking at each other. Why the suns are looking oh at Oh, my <laughs> dude, gosh, dude. It, that movie. Listen. Okay. <laughs> it, it, amazing. Watch both of those movies. They're insane. They're, and Michael B. Jordan is a great actor. He's oh my so gosh, good. Dude, his new movie is going to be insane. The one with him and Jamie Foxx where he's the lawyer. Holy And he's cow. working for free for people yep. that are wrongly accused in the South. Blacks that are wrongly accused. Looks amazing. I'll get mad watching that movie, though. I already got mad at the commercial, dude. Okay. 
Next movie, what do you got? All right. Number two. Now, I'm going to tell you, this is another one that I watched more than once in the theater. David Ayer, dude. Great director. Dude, dude. Fury with Brad Pitt and John Barenthal dude, and Michael this Pena. This decade gave us John Barenthal. They re- it really did. Start off with, with Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. And then Punisher. Wow! And then he that movie Wind River, that's that small uh, role in Wind yeah, River. Also he was great. A great role in Sicario one. I mean, he's he's he just shows up and Stonethal brings the A game. Dude, he was in stinking um what's the um the Leo movie about Wall Street. Wolf, Wolf Wall, Wall Street, Street was fantastic in that movie. He's he's great. Fury was it pretty much war as hell. I mean, it, it was unreal. And dude, Brad Pitt as a leader who has to take charge, slapping, kicking Barenthal, saying that he's his dog. And Barenthal's like, quit kicking me. Quit kicking me like a dog. Have you seen it, didn't you? No. What is wrong with you? I'm stupid. Listen, <laughs> I'm watching these movies. And Barenthal and, and Brad Pitt are screaming at Michael Pena for speaking Spanish in the tank. It's it's amazing, dude. This decade also gave us Michael Pena. The decade also gave us Michael really Pena, did. and he is a gift. He's a gift. Oh, okay. My number one on this category for the year or for the decade, I was fighting between Avengers One <laughs> or Infinity War, or Avengers Avengers One or Endgame. And Avengers One, I remember watching that movie, and the, I had that childlike feeling, the same Star Wars feeling. I felt like a child with just a smile watching Avengers One, just seeing child. seeing Thor and Hulk, and just out, I, I just 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 the joy of seeing these heroes come together like a team. I'm like, this is a dream I had as a boy. Well, then Endgame was the end of the story. I'm like, which of these two is going to get my best of the decade? Then I realized my favorite of the decade was the Infinity War story. Because what a gamble those guys took. Oh, the one where they lose? They lose. I mean, that movie made little kids cry across America. Bro, I looked at you in the theater and I said, can they do that? (laughs) Dude, I sat there. You're like, it's not over. There's another one coming. I sat there in just shock. We had two years for that shit. It It was brutal. But I'm saying, what a bold piece of filmmaking. Because literally, I watched it again. As a writer, I realize the hero's journey of the film Let me just, is Thanos. Look, it's his oh movie. Oh, my gosh. It opened and closed with him. He's the main character. And he has a character arc. And he successfully does his mission. You want to like, talk, talk about somebody who had the last half of the decade of their life? Josh Brolin? Bro. Oh, my gosh. You're talking Deadpool, Sicario, this... I mean, but let me just say, we're looking at the best Spider-Man that's ever been. Tom Holland, Infinity that War. That kid is the best listen, Spider-Man that's ever been. My son still cannot watch Spider-Man Fall in Infinity War. We watch it like three or four times, me and him watch it together. He can't watch Spider-Man Fall. It, 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 he loves him so much. He loves Spider-Man and Spider-Man so much. He can't, because when he, in the theater, I'm sitting there watching, I'm like, this can't be happening. And then the movie, it just ends. It's like, it's unbelievable. It's the most depressing thing I've ever, dude, that I've never seen so many wounded children walk out of a theater. <laughs> dude, and I'm, I'm talking about the grown-ups. <laughs> dude, I'm just saying, I, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you were allowed to do that with a film. Have I ever played you the, uh, it, was, it was on the Howard Stern Show, they sent these guys to a Comic-Con to give fake spoilers to nerds? 
And he was giving these fake spoilers to this guy. And he's like, hell, go, uh, hey, huh. <laughs> like, it was just like, he was like, <laughs> that's brutal. That's all the nerds have. That's all we have. So, Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> and seeing everyone together. We had Avengers 1 and 2, but it was just the main five. Avengers Infinity War brought. The galaxy guys in. It brought Doctor Strange in. It just brought the whole world Why in. Why did Doctor Strange blow my mind like he did? I love him and Wong were so good, dude. Him and Tony Stark just wow. They're both arrogant pricks, and dude. It, it, it plays, dude. Who was that? Who was that? The play is strange. Benedict Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. He's incredible. Cumberbun. Is that the best role he's got? I still haven't watched the Doctor Strange movie. The Doctor Strange movie's okay. Rachel McAdams is in it. But he's he shines in Infinity War. Like he's, he's incredible. Sets him up as a character, then he just takes off for Infinity War. Infinity War is it's nonstop. It's, it's, it's literally pedal the metal from the first frame of the movie. It just goes and, and you're like, and you're they're fighting against everything. And they sneak and lose, and it's great. What my I knew when Endgame came out, I made kids watch the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe so you see Endgame in the theater, and I'm so glad I did. So glad I did. How did Wind River not make mine? It's so good. I'm thinking about it now because that Olsen girl who's awesome in the Marvel movies, <sighs> she's incredible. That movie, I'll never see it again, but it's incredible. Do you watch it with Ange? Yeah. Have you ever seen anything more disturbing than the old man losing it? No. Oh my gosh, dude! Okay, you're my best of the year, ish, ish. So Ernesto turned thirty-two, and on my birthday, on his birthday, me and Henry took him out. We took him to the Trillium, bought me popcorn, paid for everything. Henry probably digs. That's what he does. <laughs> my boy, we watched this movie. The three of us, crying, laughing. It, we felt every emotion in this movie. I can't imagine a movie made for us more than this one. It was unreal how incredible this movie Being was. Being boys. Yep. Living life together. Mm -hmm. Friendship. I mean, it's just, it's all there. It, <sighs> powerful movie. After the movie... The three of us went to B-dubs, got dinner. Me and Henry got drunk. You drank pops, and we just la laughed the night away, dude. End of Watch is on Netflix right now. And it's if you've never seen it, buckle up and watch it. It is be ready to be on a ride. It's incredible. Also by David Ayer, who did uh, Fury. Michael Pena in this movie shines. He is so funny. He says Mexican slang words that we all grew up with. So me, you, and Henry just Chaplas laughing. and chonies and. <laughs> Jillian Hall is a great actor. And don't forget, he's so good. He's so good. Jillian Hall is so good as an actor. You see Southpaw, dude. Dude, oh my gosh, he's an incredible actor. I don't watch that movie again either. Even that movie was made for Eminem. What was Southpaw? It was supposed to be Eminem. Why did he drop it? I don't know. I don't remember okay. why. Now the thing is, we have all these movies we just did. We all we loved them. These are movies we loved this decade. But there was one number one for both of our lists that we made this, the prize movie of the of the stinking decade. Zach from the barbershop is going to laugh his ass off when he hears. Our movie of the year 
I remember the decade. The decade. Here's the thing. We said we saw uh, Edge of Tomorrow on the Plus text. Well, this movie is a movie called Coco. There are, well, there's what, two movies in the world we've seen that re- remind us of our childhood? There's La Bamba, and that was it for a long time. Because like Blood and Blood Out, it's about being a Mexican being man. Old, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, American Me is, there's not movies about the Mexican experience, you know, as a kid. Go to see Coco, this Pixar film. And it, it transported me to Pleasanton and Grandma and Teotino. And you saw this movie in the most magical way possible. Tell the story. Nope. Okay. I'm not even getting into okay. it, dude. Okay. I'll just say me and my grandma watched it in Pleasanton. And she'd been in the movie. She'd been in the she movie theater. Been in the theater in a year. I mean, since she was a kid. And the movie. If you watch Coco and you, the first person you think of is your grandma. It's it's our grandma. It's literally it's, just it's. If, if you're uh, if you're Hispanic, it's your grandma. Yeah, I, I. It's crazy. I, it's, but it's magic. It's. It's beautiful in so many ways. It, it makes me love my. It makes me embrace my family heritage yeah. more. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of the joy of growing up in that world. Uh, as a, uh, I mean, my mom hit me with my grandma hit me with a sandal, or my aunt hit me with a sandal. Like those are things that just as a kid didn't like it, but now I'm like I. I, I, I mom hits me now, and I'm I'm, I'm I smile because I love my. I, I, yeah. She loves me. Her hit me hit me with a shoe. It's how I know she loves me. <laughs> It really is. <laughs> um, but the music is celebrates Mexican culture and heritage. Visually stunning movie. I will tell you this. There's a scene where he's in the afterlife. He's playing his first, he's his mariachi, he's playing his first concert in front of all the, the spirits, I guess, all the dead yeah. people. He does his first Mexican yell. First grito. First grito. Dude, Lina's grito is really good. Really? She was getting drunk. He does his first one. And when he did it, grandma sitting next to me. She did it. Everybody in the theater started doing it. We're in a Mexican theater in Texas. And a little mean, dirt town in Texas. People were cheering and clapping. It was, it was, never seen anything like it. And that was the last day I spent with grandma. That was our last day together. Because I came home from Texas and she passed before we could go back. So that's my last memory is with her, watching that movie. I'll tell you the truth. I watch this movie every year on Day of the Dead. I mean, the kids watch it. They know every year after Halloween we watch this movie. And I literally, like Lena will be sitting with mom, and she'll come over at some point in the movie and sit with me because she knows I just cry at the end because I just, I miss grandma so much. And uh, it's a beautiful film. I'm so I'm so grateful to have like my sister in law watched this movie Wonder Woman. She loved it. Wonder Woman was a good movie. I love Wonder Woman. If the end had been better, it might have made my list. But the ending was kind of lamesville, and the guy's like, "I'm a big monster!" Like, it was just stupid. The the first two thirds are incredible. She said, seeing that for her, a woman empowered, strong, it 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 made her it inspired her, made her feel alive. For me, seeing this, it just made me like I told my kids, this was my life. This is the world I grew up in. This is Pleasanton. This is the family together, laughing loud, eating, music playing loud, Tejano music. It's so funny. It's so good. It's so my and Angie even like she watches. It, she's like, I feel like I understand you more. And I'm like, it's it's yeah. What, it's our world. Even when she throws the sandal at the dog, and then she goes, No, go get my go get my chancla. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Coco is just a movie that. 
it, it's it's a joy in a hundred different ways. Um, Jay, well, Edward James almost had a best. Edward James almost had a great career. Edward James almost saved LA after the riots. Yeah, he really like, did. This guy is a Mexican legend. He's been in great films, okay? He said this is the most important movie he's ever been a part of. He said this movie for what's going to do for Latinos, for other, other for, for, for in America, helping Americans understand Latino culture, this movie's going to be more important than any movie he's ever been a part of. And that's, that's it's, it's, it's true. It's true. Did you see the behind the scenes of Benjamin Bratt reading, reading some of the parts? And then like he nailed one and he's smiling and he's in the studio because he's recording because he's the cartoon. Yeah. And he says the line and he nails it and then he looks at the camera and he starts doing the boxer's one-two punch <laughs> thing because he's just like, yeah. I can't believe that Ernesto De La Cruz was Benjamin Bratt, dude. And my little Nesto has never had a movie where someone named after him. Like in his world. Ernesto. <laughs> but he was the bad guy. So we're just like, we're both like, oh. <laughs> dude. The music's so good. We listen to music all the time, sing along to it. That's great. It's just, it's our movie of the decade. Isn't there are a bunch of Coco stuff at Disney? Yes, there is. Oh. There's a, the Mexico Pavilion is, um, there's this big Mayan, this big Mayan temple, and you can go in there, and there's all this Coco stuff you can look and do and stuff. It's going to be great. Um, Steakin, my, I'm going with Disney in a little while, and I'm going with uh, my sister-in-laws, and they, they're drinkers, and they want to go around the world. They're starting in Mexico. I'm like, you guys, don't start in Mexico. No. You got because the, there's, like, the rules. Like, you get, like, like there's, a, there's an official, like, internet drink around the world. And my next tequila. Like, you end with that. You don't start with the tequila, dude. Yeah. I'm just going to burn you. And they're both, like, they're not, like, they're, they're like, ladies. And that's going <laughs> to... You see, like you see, drinkers like being dragged out by their friends out of that, like trying to do the drink around the world because it's eleven countries. Like Japan has sake. Like, yeah, sake I mean, is good. I mean, Tony, you got. I, mean, I don't. It, you, it's it's a very can't wait, dude. <laughs> You're still open, dude. Um, but uh, that's our movie of the decade, dude. Coco. It really is, dude. When I think of a movie, that movie's just beautiful. It's good. I'm gonna, drinking this big red makes me think of Coco, dude. I'm gonna watch this movie as an old man, legit. Oh, for sure, dude. Watch this movie as an old man with my kid, with my grandkids, and, it's gonna be, and I'm gonna be smiling just as big as I am right now. That's a crazy thought. It's a, it, it, it's that good. This movie will be with me until I die. Grandpa Ernesto, that's nuts. Dang, with Ernesto the fifth running around my feet, dude. <laughs> I'm just gonna have a hoverboard. <laughs> and Ernesto's gonna be like, hoverboards don't work on water. <laughs> and I'm gonna be in the back going, unless you got power. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's good voice. <laughs> oh, so stupid, dude. Um, dude, McFly from the future is a pansy. He's a. <sighs> Sorry. Oh, anyways. I forgot that Anna Kendrick was in End of Watch. Who? And Anna Kendrick. Which one is she? She's a Jalen Hall's. Yeah, what else is she in? Pitch Perfect. Yeah, Pitch Perfect. How'd you forget she was in it? I just I, I know her from like sweet little like hey, she plays like a really cool wife in that movie. Do it at the end, dude. <sighs> so you want to support the show, you can go to patreon.com slash Give a dollar a month to make the podcast go. Listen. This year, you guys really stepped up and helped the podcast. If you love the show, give a buck a month. A buck a month. Less than a Starbucks. Help the podcast go. Go, 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 go. 
So if you want some t-shirts, go to redrum.threadless.com to buy a t-shirt. We have the dang Gina design, raised by movies, Red Rum Classic, all there for you. Next year at the Red Rum Theater, and next year is like tomorrow, but next year at the Red Rum Theater, we are reviewing for our first movie of the year, Willy Wonka. That Gene Wilder classic. Gene Wilder. I, dude, the music's... I can't, I can't wait to watch it again. I mean, it's a fun movie. I mean, you're going to watch it, dude. It's kind of trippy sometimes, though. That, we'll, the we'll get to all that. messes me up. So, this is the podcast on the iTunes podcast store or on Spotify. Like the show, leave a review. You can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com. As always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next year at the Red Room Theater. <laughs>